Welcome back, everyone. I hope you all had a safe and happy Thanksgiving if you do celebrate that. Got to spend a little bit of time with your family, if nothing else. And maybe you picked up some deals over the course of Black Friday. I know there were some excellent deals out there. I, myself, stocked up on quite a few titles. Hopefully you guys got some of your backlog filled up, picked up some of those titles you were waiting on sales on. I know I spent way more than I should have. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to discuss with you guys the physical release of the GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, and how that's been pushed back a little bit on the major consoles, even further so on the Nintendo Switch, as well as discuss with you the release of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, some of the bugs associated with that, and my thoughts on the game thus far, and what my take on it is at this time. As always, if you're new here, we thank you for tuning in to the Would You Gaming Podcast. We try to keep you up to date on all the latest in gaming news. If you um, if you like what you're hearing here, let your friends know about us. That way we can spread the word and reach a wider audience. We're always looking to branch out further and see what we can do creative with a brand and reach a wider audience, as I said. So to begin with, we will discuss the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy. There was a slight delay in the physical edition of this game that's coming out. The digital edition, as you might know, released in November sometime. But the physical edition was scheduled to release tomorrow, 12-7-2021. And they pushed that back by 10 days exactly on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One versions of that. I have to imagine that it's probably due to them patching it up, making it a more playable game overall. The Switch version got a, a push even further back than that. Their edition of the game is not going to be released until early 2022. I watched RGT85 and he brought up something very interesting. It may be due to the fact that Nintendo themselves are the ones who are going to be publishing this game. It's not published by Rockstar, Take-Two, or anything like that. This is published by Nintendo on the Switch. And of course they have a higher quality standard that they set for their games that come out. Yes, some of their first party titles might come out and need a couple patches down the road, but they're not going to release something that's just a broken buggy mess that will enrage the consumer base and give them more reasons to complain. Why would they release a service or a game like that that just was not up to par? Of course, I'm making fun of the Nintendo Switch Online their service because that service is just the plus expansion, that is. The original base is well worth the cost of admission, but Nintendo... You drop the ball on that uh, plus expansion version there. Your your expansion pass for the online platform, your online subscription service, it just ain't all that. Anyways, they've pushed back the release of the GTA Trilogy to the Definitive Edition on the Nintendo Switch to early 2022. No date set in stone here. And honestly, it is a little bit confusing to me why you would even push it back on the major consoles unless... You were trying to avoid refunds like you had with Cyberpunk 2077. If you wanted to avoid a situation like that and not have to give refunds over a title, that might be the only reason because they, the developer at that time can develop a day one quote-unquote patch that they're going to push out for that that would alleviate a lot of these bugs. And I looked it up before I started the whole recording process here. There were 117 bugs to be fixed. And I don't even think that was all of them. It is just a buggy mess overall. I look forward to playing it, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot wrong with the game. And at the point they're at now, if they've already 
if they pushed it back 10 days, that is not enough time to print all the disc again or anything like that. You already have all your disc printed ready to ship out, if not at major retailers at this time. And you're just basically having them gatekeep them until that release date. There's no way you're going to add all the data to the disc, which is a shame because for preservation purposes, you really want to have as much of the data on these discs as possible. That way you don't have to connect to a server down the road, update that, and then have a game that is playable from there. Because at some point, a lot of these servers are not going to be non-existent. Defunct just shut down overall for saving money, if nothing else. So I'm not entirely sure unless they're just really wanting to avoid having to give refunds or have a lot of backlash over the physical edition, why you would push it back on those on the Xbox and PlayStation brands. I can understand the Switch so much because Nintendo doesn't want to be associated with that. It just is a little bit confusing to me, but I can see them pushing it back so they can get that day one patch out there because we all know day one patches if you're a console player are more common and more common. And if you play on the PC, you really don't have a disc or big box games like you used to. So it's all downloaded in those cases. It's just, it's just very strange to me why you wouldn't just announce, hey, we've got a patch coming in 10 days at post-launch, unless they're just trying to avoid review bombing or anything like that. We'll have to wait and see if there's any official statement after the fact that lets us know exactly why they did this. Because like I've told you, the discs have already been manufactured. There's no way they go back and revisit that. Whoa, whoa, whoa we got to reprint all these discs, uh, re-image every one of these. That way we can make sure that we get all of the data on the disc. That's not happening. Sadly, that's not the world we live in. Production happens beforehand, shipped out after the fact. Day one patches follow that. It is what it is. This is what we have. These are the times we live in. And they're probably not going to get any better than this with the digital age being upon us they can simply patch games that are might just be awful at launch and this is kind of a double-edged sword because you have instances such as no man's sky and other titles that have come out that were a buggy mess at launch cyberpunk 2077 is almost playable now on the ps4 albeit not in the glory we were promised by cdpr but it's still there it gives us an opportunity to have some of these games additional content bug fixes, and all of that, so it's nice to have that, but it's, I still would prefer, if we were able to, to have every bit of data on a disc before it's shipped out. But these companies are in such a hurry to get these products on the shelf, that way they can make money on them, that they're pushing it out. Even the big end Nintendo falls victim to this. So from that, we'll transition right into our second topic, the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl release. There were many bugs in this game when it came out. So when this game came out, you could basically clone a whole box of the same Pokemon. Cloning Pokemon was running rampant. The uh, areas for Shaman were accessible, which were not meant to be accessible without a particular item. The Gracia uh, Rose or Bud or something like that. I don't entirely remember what it was that you used to actually access that area. But that was all accessible. You could surf on land. It, it was kind of wild. There's there's still a couple bugs out there they're trying to patch up. But they patched up the the exploitive ones, the one where you could basically catch a shiny Pokemon and clone it to no end. Then you could trade that off and it just be a clone mon. And I guarantee you that part of the reason that they patched up where we were able to access Shaman is that in some future update or 
more than likely DLC, they're going to plan to sell us that. There's also the encounter with Arceus, which I don't think was available in the original Diamond and Pearl games, as well as the Dark Ride, which was available through a specific distribution event. So I, I almost guarantee you that they're going to try to sell us this down the road. It'd be nice if we could get them for free as they were intended, but I'm more inclined to believe that that's going to be an additional source of revenue. Whether it be 15 20 30 bucks, they throw something else at us, patch the game up, and add that all in there. So there were many bugs when this game came out. I never really took advantage of it. I was going to do the Shaman one when I got to that point, but I've already updated my game to the latest version. So all of that is fixed in that version. I've had a great time with the game thus far. I'm a little bit over 20 hours. I might have spent about 25 hours at this point, And I'm only about to the area for the third badge. I'm kind of taking it slow, and I spent a lot of time in the underground, admittedly. I spent a lot of time down there. Digging up fossils, digging up materials, columns, looking for shiny statues that I might not even be able to use for some time down the road. I will say one thing about the games. They are way easier than the original titles. The experience share alone that you cannot turn off is enough to tilt the scales in your favor so that you are able to blast through most of the game with no problem. I can tell you I've, played, I've been playing a Nuzlocke on Platinum. And that game is mightily difficult. There's been many times that I've just wanted to throw it down because I'm just getting beat down out there, man. It's way more diff difficult to uh, traverse that game than it is the newer title, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It makes it easier for newcomers to the title. It's not as difficult as that, it might, which that difficulty might be off-putting to some people. So that's important to remember what you might not like what you might like might be different than somebody else. And I think it's a great thing that they're trying to make it more inclusive to a wider audience. And you have a lot of kids that play this game as well. And I know when I was growing up, we, we might have had it tough, man. We, with the original titles even going up to these, it was way harder to play those games. But nowadays, they, Nintendo is taking those extra steps to just make it easier for everybody who might be wanting to take a stab at these games. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And there, there's been a couple instances like you'll go into a Pokemart and the camera angle in there slightly bugs me. The moving around, the movement speed, especially on a bicycle, is easy to go in the wrong direction by slightly pushing the Joy-Con diagonally and not realizing it. So that's aggravated me a little bit as well. Overall, it is a fun experience and I've found myself delving more and more back into this. I haven't gotten as far as I wanted to because I've been dealing with everything else, life in general, work, and all the usual things, but I plan to fully go through this and beat the game. My kid is working through it as well. She's a little bit ahead of me. She and I are kind of having a competition to see who can beat the game first, beat the Elite Four. And I, she said something to me the other day that I didn't even realize. She said it is a Christmas tradition of ours to play Pokemon games. Going all the way back to... Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which I think released in 07 or something like that. It, it's probably later than that. Uh, I'm not entirely sure when it released. But ever since then, every year we have played a Pokemon game during the holiday. Overall, we've only missed one year, and that was because of the DLC for Sword and Shield. So it wasn't necessarily the same, but we are still playing through a Pokemon game nonetheless during the holidays. And I didn't even realize that, that she associated the two together, and that kind of... It, it warmed my heart a little bit just to know, hey, 
My kid and I do have a tradition that we these games have brought us closer together. We've spent quality time playing these. I've helped her out. She's helped me out. I always have a competition to see who can beat it first. We always start with different starters, and then we'll eventually trade after we breed them. I just have a lot of fun with these games, a lot of memories from my childhood, and it's awesome to be able to share that with my daughter. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's something that we can both enjoy. It's not overly difficult or complicated, and it may be a child's game at the end of the day, but it came from my childhood, so you guys are, are claiming it from my childhood there, so say what you will about it, but th these are my childhood incarnate here. Overall, I think they're excellent titles. Might not be a biggest fan of the camera angles at time and the chibi art style is a little bit wild. My kid did say the character sprites for the Pokemon look awful. She in Ponyton in particular, she's like, oh my god, this is just tragic. And she might be a little bit dramatic there, but they are not as good as Sword and Shield models. One other thing, a big qualm of mine. If you have Gyarados following you behind, he looks like a tiny serpent. At least if you're going to have the follow option for these Pokemons, I get it's a chibi art style and everything. Have them to scale to what they should actually be. I have not caught a Snorlax yet or a, a what is it, Munchlax and evolved into Snorlax. I'm definitely going to to see how bad that looks, but they are not to scale. It just looks tragic with that uh, Gyarados following you around. There was another one that people were complaining about. I don't remember who it was. But it just it just doesn't look right to have a small Gyarados when he's supposed to tower above most of the other Pokemon. Another one that kind of bothered me because I was hoping it would walk behind me is I was able to grab a Heracross on the second hunting tree that I actually went to. And when it follows you, it doesn't walk or anything. It just flies behind you. Granted, it would probably be slower, but it would be neat if I could take a few steps and watch it waddle up behind me or something like that. But that simply is not an option. These are all small things. So if that tells you anything, that should tell you that this is overall mechanically with all the systems input and everything, a good game. So it's a good game. There might be some tweaks that need to be done. But again, going back to us living in this digital age, it's nice that it is possible for them to do that at this point. So if they wanted to go back to this and upgrade some of the some of the walking animations, I'm sure they could. I'm not saying they're going to, but it is a possibility for them to do so. I have to imagine that at some point we're going to have an expanded Pokedex to this or some DLC, as I stated earlier, that actually takes us into the Platinum version of the game or has some of those features in that. If we visit the Distortion World, if we get to capture Arceus, uh, Darkrai, and Shaman legitimately, those will all probably come to pass in the near to distant future. I would say by next year around this time at the latest. Because if anything, Pokemon is reliable. The Pokemon company, even Ilka under their command, actually, are, you could set your clock by these guys. Almost every year in November, before Thanksgiving, we're going to have a title or DLC for the Pokemon game. Legends Arceus is the outlier, but it's not a mainline entry, mind you. So it doesn't necessarily follow that same formula, but I can almost guarantee you we're going to have another game or DLC for the existing games that we have come November of 2022. If that does not take place, that would surprise me more than anything, simply because we've had a new title or DLC for these titles every year for the past I don't know how long. It's just interesting overall that we get some games that 
might have been a part of mine and some of yours childhood revamped albeit with a different art style chibi in this case instead of the uh the more realistic of sword and shield i'm not i'm not disappointed with it i like it for what it is it's a remake of a classic pokemon game and they did not follow it one to one we got some additional stuff in the underground once I make it to the post game, I'll be able to craft, capture a lot of those legendaries that I was talking about in a previous episode. And overall, if you're a fan of the series, Pokemon in general, you should have a good time with this. Now, it might be some things that irk you slightly like they do with me. The character sprites, models for the Pokemon, the camera angles at times. Yeah, those might be a little bit inconvenient at times, but like many of the other games that we played... Everything has something about it that's going to aggravate you to some extent. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. I've had a great time with what I've done thus far in the game. I'm about level 30 with all of my Pokemon. I'm going to be pushing through, try to grind through and finish this thing off before Christmas. But if I don't, it's just, I'll get to it eventually. This is not something I'm going to put down like many of the other games that I might buy. Simply because I've played through this before and I enjoy the the whole uh, cycle. The cat capture battle repeat mechanic of it. It's a good time to me. I'm a fan of the Pokemon games. I do wish they might have innovated a little bit more with these. But I'll take what I can get. we got a remake of these titles. Have to see what next year brings for us. If we're getting a new mainline series. Or a remake of one of the older ones again. But let me know what you think about it. Are you going to, have you picked these up? Do you plan to pick these titles up? Are you into Pokemon at all? Did the GTA trilogy, the Definitive Edition, let you down? Were you expecting more from Rockstar or just an opportunity for them to capture your hard-earned money? Let me know what you think. If you haven't already, rate the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, if possible. Follow us on one of our social platforms with Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Been uploading pack openings there on a regular basis. Planning to try to do a Nuzlocke of Diamond and upload it there. If there are any other games you'd like to see me play, shoot us an email as well, woodyougaming at gmail.com. Thank you all for tuning in again. Let us know what we can do to improve to make it a more enjoyable experience for you. Hope you guys enjoy.